0: The light and joy of Purim reaches the most lonesome and destitute. A is a lamternshik, was how the Rebbe Rashab categorized the role of a chassid, a lamplighter. Throughout the years, the Rebbe utilized every opportunity that arose to dispatch his chassidim with the charge to serve as lamplighters to their fellow yidin. Naturally, each of the amim taivim became yet another chance for chassidim to bring the light of terror to others, Assisting them with the mitzvahs of that particular day. The first mitzvah, Arba Minim An-Sukis, was launched by the Rebbe as early as the year Tufshin Yudalid. Being that Purim is the most joyous Yom on the Jewish calendar, it is not surprising that the Rebbe displayed so much interest and concern towards mitzvah Purim, urging Chesedim to carry it out with the greatest sturm. The earliest mention of mitzvah Purim by the Rebbe was in Tufshin HaFalaf. The Rebbe's Moschiris sent a letter addressed to the honored Rabbanim, Rosh Yeshivas, educators, teachers, and parents, urging them to educate the youth about the mitzvahs of Mishleach Manas and Matanas Levyanim. The letter explained that many youth believed that their parents could fulfill these mitzvahs on their behalf, when in reality, the parents did not even fulfill Mishleach Manas and Matanas Levyanim themselves. Therefore, their Rabbanim educators were asked to reach out to every person that they had influence on and tell them two points. One, that every single boy over 13 and every single girl over 12 has an obligation to fulfill these mitzvahs. For chinuch purposes, children even younger than that should fulfill these mitzvahs as well. Number two, to stress that these mitzvahs are quite simple to fulfill. For Mishleach Manas, only two types of food are needed. For example, an apple and a candy, or a piece of cake and a drink. And for Matanas Lavyonim, all one needs to do is give two pennies to two poor people, one penny each. The Rebbe's Call The next year, in a Sicha on Shabbos Mevarchim Adar Tashim Chavbeiz, the Rebbe took this appeal to Kal Israel. First, the Rebbe pointed out an astonishing fact. These two mitzvahs of Mashlech Manas and Matanas Lavyonim are from the easiest mitzvah in the Torah to perform and one would think that they would be widely observed. Yet in reality, they are largely overlooked, with some who meticulously perform the other mitzvahs of leaving these out. The fact that they are easy to fulfill, explained the Rebbe, is an indication of how essential they are, and because they are so important, the Eitzahara comes up with all these types of excuses to convince one out of doing them. Therefore, the Rebbe urged that every person should use their influence to encourage everyone they possibly can to fulfill these mitzvahs, explaining to them both the utmost importance of the mitzvahs and how simple they actually are to perform. Tzach, Lubavitch Youth Organization, publicized this sicha in flyers throughout Eretz Israel under the headline, The Lubavitch Rebbe's Call for the Days of Purim. A press release was also issued by Lubavitch News Service to all major newspapers, and the Rebbe also instructed that it be translated to Hebrew for Israeli newspapers. In the Schools that year, in a telegram to Rabbi David Hansen, who was the head of the Chabad educational system in Eretz Israel, the Rebbe urged him to arrange for the Israeli education system to organize Meshleach Manas and Matanas Slavyanim for all the youth in their care above Bar and Bas Mitzvah. The Rebbe added that if money was needed for the poorer children, he would participate with 1,000 Lirot. The Israeli education system included all Jewish children in Eretz Israel so this had the possibility to bring the mitzvahs of Purim to countless Jewish youth. Following the Rebbe's instructions, the Lubavitcher activist asked Mr. Rinos, the general manager of the education office in Eretz Israel, to bring it up to Minister of Education Abba Iban. Mr. Iban was impressed by the idea, and he committed that next year his office will come up with ways to publicize these mitzvahs throughout all the schools in Israel. True to their word, The following year, the Ministry of Education published an official statement. It would be fitting to prompt our children to fulfill the beautiful mitzvah of Mishlayach Manas. The children should send to their friends portions of food to eat. It would be fitting to bring this up to the parents ahead of time at class meetings in order to ensure their cooperation. One can only speculate how many young Jews fulfilled the mitzvah of Purim that year because of the Rebbe's proposal. Higher and higher. As the year of Toshin Chafhei approached, Rabbi Chadekhov sent a letter to Rabbi Yisrael Libov, head of Tzach in Eretz Yisrael. In it, he expressed shock that Tzach was unsure whether to arrange a Mifzah Perim that year. In reality, they should be adding more and more, he said. How can they even consider canceling what they have done already? After so much energy, time, and money was invested into such an operation, they should at least attempt with Hashem's help to arrange it for the next year in the best way, they should influence the newspapers to give the Mitzvah huge publicity, both before and after. Bear in mind that the publicity itself is an immense benefit for the strengthening of Yiddishkeit. Purim in the Air Rabbi Yitzchak Gansberg al vashalam was involved in Mitzvah Purim in Eretz Yisrael from early on. In Tavshin Chafdalid, he came up with the idea to publicize Purim by flying an airplane over the Gushdan area, scattering pamphlets over the entire area. When I found out how much it would cost, he related, I almost gave up on the idea. The amount of money it would entail was way above what we had in those days. But knowing that such an operation would reach every single Jew in Gush Dan pushed me to think beyond the money and to figure out a way to do it. He decided to work on getting a major company to sponsor it in exchange for an advertisement on the other side of the pamphlets. However, He was concerned that it would look like Chabad was endorsing a specific company. So he asked his father-in-law, Reb Fala Khan, who was in New York at the time, to ask the Rebbe whether he should do it. The Rebbe answered that he should, on the condition that it is a company that the public would not be upset that Chabad promoted them. Additionally, the company had to be one with which the Fruma community was comfortable, and that the Anhala of Tzach should determine which companies were fitting. They decided on a wine company called Carmel Mizrahi, both because of its kashrus, which was widely accepted in the Frum community, and also because Chabad was well-connected with the owners. Rabbi Gonsberg met with them, and they agreed on one side of the pamphlet being an advertisement, and the other side would be a sicha of the Rebbe. Because of the immense reach these pamphlets would have, Rabbi Gonsberg was hesitant to choose the sicha himself, so he asked Moschiras to provide him with the text. Moschiras sent him the text which was based mostly on a sicha of the Rebbe, on a concept that Mordechai does not bend nor bow. In the Sicha, the Rebbe explains that every person should take upon themselves Mordechai's conduct, not to be afraid or influenced by the world at large, rather to fulfill mitzvahs with Jewish pride. Rabbi Gonsberg continues to relate. On Purim morning, I traveled to the airport in Herzliya with the boxes of pamphlets. With great emotion, I boarded the plane and we took off. Moments later, we were directly above the main street of Herzliya. I took a handful of pamphlets and tossed them out. Hundreds of people were startled out of their daily routine as hundreds of papers descended from the skies, with everyone trying to grab one to find out what it was about. I will never forget those moments. Hundreds of people running after a pamphlet of a sichah. When I saw that, I knew without a doubt that the Rebbe would derive tremendous nachasruach from the mifzah. When we got to Bnei it was very windy, and all the pamphlets were scattered to the fields at the edge of the city. Suddenly I saw hundreds of people streaming towards the fields in order to grab a pamphlet. To me this was like a fulfillment of the prophecy, not hungry for bread and not thirsty for water, rather to hear the word of Hashem. This operation continued for many years. One year, Tzach received a letter from the Rebbe, without a word of explanation, the Rebbe instructed them to cancel the operation. The Rebbe never allowed anything good to be stopped, and this was an enterprise which had reached literally thousands of Jews. Why would the Rebbe cancel it? In Yichidus, the Rebbe explained the reason to Rabbi Gonsberg. Because of the security situation in Eretz Yisrael, the citizens are in a constant state of fear. When they hear airplanes flying overhead, it scares them. It brings fear and not happiness. So the Rebbe said, I thought to myself, why should we frighten Yiddin? Even when it came to Mitzayim, the first consideration was the simple, physical well-being of Yiddin. From then on, they publicized Purim through more conventional avenues. The Rebbe's Mishlayach Manas In Tavshin Lamadav, the Rebbe came out with a special call to reach out to the soldiers of the IDF throughout the day of Purim and to assist them with the mitzvahs of the day. Reb Shlemke Madanchik met with Israeli Air Force officials before Purim and coordinated with them to supply an airplane that would enable Chassidim to fly to the far-out army bases and visit the soldiers there. At one point, they were about to back out because the airplanes were required for training purposes. However, the Chassidim didn't give up, and they eventually convinced the Air Force personnel to allow the use of the planes for the Mifza. A few days before Purim, Rabbi Ephraim Wolf wrote a duch to the Rebbe outlining the plans for Purim, following the Rebbe's Heirah. About the Mishleach Manas for the soldiers, we finalized with the military authorities, and we ordered 10,000 sets of Mishleach Manas. We are now in the process of signing up volunteers from Anash to go to the army bases on Purim. As Purim got closer, the Rebbe added many Heirahs detailing how the Mifzah should be carried out. Lubavitchers who serve in the IDF and will be taking part in the Mivzaim should wear their normal army fatigues. The Mivza should be done on a large scale, but they shouldn't worry about the size of the Mishlech Manas. All soldiers on all levels and all ranks should receive. No publicity before the Mivza takes place. They should also speak about the concept of Purim and Mishlech Manas as was done in the schools until now. They should take Megillus with as well. The Rebbe asked that the Mishleach be given to the soldiers as a personal gift from the Rebbe. Another extraordinary aspect of Mitzvah Purim in Tav Shalom Aleph was the Rebbe's request to give Mishleach Manas on his behalf to the widows and children of fallen Israeli soldiers, Hashem Yigayim Damam. The Rebbe personally covered the expenses for these Mishleach and when Purim approached, the Rebbe also added a message to be delivered to each of the recipients. To every single one of them, Happy Purim! May the verse in the Megillah be fulfilled for us. For the Jews there was light and happiness, joy and glory. One can only imagine how touched the soldiers were to witness the care and concern of the Rebbe, to the extent that he sent his sidim to visit them. Almost all of them heeded the request of the chesidim to put on tefillin. In addition to the public readings of the Megillah that were arranged for the soldiers and the words of inspiration that were spoken, above all what the chesidim brought, was the joyous Purim spirit. In the report that was sent to the Rebbe after Purim, we read of the soldiers' strong emotional impressions that they experienced from these visits. They were all very thankful to the Rebbe for his initiative. One particular soldier, upon seeing the Rebbe's picture that was handed out together with the Mishalach Manas, burst into tears. Many took the picture of the Rebbe and affixed it next to their beds. The duch was filled with many more such stories, of the heartfelt thanks that the soldiers expressed to the Rebbe. An interesting anecdote from the Mosayim, as reported in the long and detailed duch that was sent to the Rebbe, goes as follows. When we were there, a reserve soldier related that for a long time he had only had sons and he wished to have a daughter. A friend advised him to turn to the Rebbe, and the Rebbe told him to check his tefillin and mezizus, which he did, and they turned out to be pussel. After he bought new tefillin and mezizus, a daughter was born. After hearing this story, many soldiers asked for the Rebbe's address. That night, on Matzei Purim, the Rebbe entered the Fabringen a few minutes later than usual. He immediately began by saying, We were delayed by a few minutes, beginning a bit later than planned. This is Bashgacha Pratis. Meanwhile, word was received from Eretz Yisrael that all those who had traveled to the Suez Canal to visit the army bases and bring the joy of Purim to those soldiers who protect the Jewish people of the Holy Land, returned home safely. These words were spoken by the rabbi with great emotion, and he began to cry, adding that the officials of the army spared no effort in assisting them with a safe journey there, enabling them to fly and drive to all the places that special security is needed. With a knock, The following year, on Vav Adar Tafshin Lamed Beis, Rabbi Yisrael Libav sent a letter to all the Chesedim who had joined in Mifzah Purim the previous year, writing that a hara had come from the Rebbe, that the Mifzah with the soldiers should be increased accordingly, because it's already a year later. Rabbi Ephraim Wolf, who headed the Chabad Meisters in Arts Israel, used to hold daily phone conversations with Moschiras, which he would later transcribe. Reading the transcripts from Adar Aleph Tafshin Lamed Gimel, one can see the immense interest the rabbi took in Mitzvah Purim. In one conversation, the following message was relayed for Rabbi Yisrael Leibov. The Mitzvahim of Purim this year should be done in the nicest and largest fashion. Regarding the great financial cost, if the Mitzvahim would be with a sturm and a Hidr, the Maskiris would cover 95% of the expenses. In addition, Rabbi Wolf was told to inform Tzach that the Rabbi Shlita is happy about the preparations for Mitzvah Purim with the bereaved families, and that the activities should be done with a knak. Over the next month, Rabbi Wolf was repeatedly asked to provide updates of the preparations for Mitzayim and to check with Rabbi Lebov throughout all the proceedings. As Purim neared, the Chabad activists in Eretz Israel came up with more and more ideas of how to arrange of Purim with the greatest shturim. Also at that time, there were many immigrants arriving in Eretz Israel from Russia, and the activists set out to reach them in the most successful manner. Then, on Tess Adar Bays, a few days before Purim, Rabbi Wolf was instructed to give Rabbi Leibov ten to 15,000 Lirot for the Mifsaim, based on Rabbi Leibov's guarantee that the Mifsaim would be with the greatest Sturim, and to give it immediately, so that of Purim could be carried out free of worry. On Shabbos Mevarchim Adar Bez, the Rebbe said that among the Mifsahs of Purim, Mishleach Manas and Matanas Levianim have a unique significance. Yet at the same time, they are for some reason less observed. As the Rebbe had spoken years before. Therefore, the Rebbe said, an emphasis should be put on encouraging every single Jew, male and female, young and old, to fulfill these mitzvahs. The Rebbe added that this must start before Purim, so that by the time Purim comes, everyone should be ready to fulfill these mitzvahs. The Rebbe gave a bottle of mashkeh to one of the organizers of the mitzvah and said, those involved in the mitzvah should take mashkeh and split it amongst themselves, and this will add in the bracha and atzalcha for their activities. Yehi ratzin that these activities will be with Persume Nisa, with the greatest publicity, and the activities should be done with the greatest amount of shulchan, in quantity, and even more so, in quality. At the Farbringin on Purim, the Rebbe made special mention to all those who took part in the Mosayim, asking them to say chaim. A special Yashar goes to those who brought the joy of Purim to Yidin and Eretz Yisrael, and also to those who are involved in Mivsayim here in America. A special Yashikach to those who travel to Sinai, to the north, and to the other army bases, bringing joy to the Yidin who guard the boundaries of Eretz Yisrael, enabling the soldiers to fulfill Mishlayach Manas and Matanas Lev Yainim. A Yashikach also goes to those in overseas countries who encourage Yidin to perform the mitzvahs of Mishlayach Manas and Matanas Le'av Yainim, as fulfilling these mitzvahs alone causes simcha. They are physically distant, he continued. Yet spiritually, they are close and united with us. So everyone here should say lachaim for yourselves and for them. With this lachaim, the physical distance will be nullified, and we will become a unified nation, even though in the current situation we are scattered amongst other nations. Farbringin in the desert In the Sikha, the Rebbe specifically mentioned those who went on Mitzayim in Sinai. In an interview with Achsidesha Derher, Reb Lipa Kurtzweil, a senior member of Tzach and Eretz related, that year, I was in charge of dispatching the groups of Bachrim and Yungleit who traveled to the Sinai Desert from Mivsayim with the soldiers. Now you have to remember, there were no cell phones then, and there were no means of contact between the different groups, so we set a time, well after we were all due to finish the Mivsayim, to meet together and board the airplane back to Tel Aviv. The time came, and we were all waiting at the plane, but one of the groups still didn't return. The pilot was getting edgy and said that he would only wait one more hour. If by then the group did not return, we will have to take off without them. I told the pilot that if this was the case, then I will have to remain behind with my group. We could not take off and leave the other group behind. The pilot took off and a few of us stayed behind. Now we had a real dilemma. How would we hear the Rebbe's Purim farbringen? We approached the army officers and asked them if they would be willing to open the office for us so we can hear the Rebbe. The officer agreed. We entered the office and called New York to say that we were safe and sound. The Rebbe asked if we were able to hear the farbringen from Sinai, to which we answered yes, and only then did the Rebbe go downstairs to begin the farbringen. Yet again we can see the Rebbe's special affection for the participants in Mitzvah The Rebbe's Encouragement The Rebbe always showed great appreciation for the shulchim who would take part in Mifzah Purim and he would often speak of the great privilege of those involved. In a yaman from Purim Tavshin Lamedalid a bacher records a unique incident which took place that year. After davening Rabbi David Roskin announced that whoever joins in Mifzah Purim will receive a dollar from the Rebbe a rare occurrence in those days. Understandably Everyone was very happy about this, and we all rushed to go on with Sayyim. The Rebbe gave the dollars to Rabbi Roskin after davening and said, There should be good results from this throughout the entire year. Women as well. On Rosh Adar Tavshin Lamed Hay, the Rebbe held a special farbrengen. The Rebbe said that one of his intentions in holding this unusual farbrengen was so that the Chzidim throughout the world could participate via hookup and hear directly from the Rebbe his encouragement to take part in Mitzvah Purim. Every man and woman should be involved. The Rebbe added that the involvement of Nishayu B'nai Yisrael is especially important in Mitzvah Purim, even more than in any of the other Mitzvahim. The Shulchan Aruch rules that with Mishlayach Manas, a man gives to a man and a woman gives to a woman. In order for the woman to do the Mitzvah properly, both the giver and the receiver must be women. Because the emphasis in this mitzvah is that it must be woman to woman, it is critical that women go out on Mitzayim and encourage other women to fulfill the mitzvah. The Rebbe continued, saying that surely all the women and girls will join in the mitzvah Purim in Sniyazdikah manner. But still, there should be much enthusiasm. Just as we saw by the redemption on Pesach, that in the merit of the righteous women the Yiddin were released, the same is true in our Galos. We need the merit of the righteous women. And it should start with their involvement in Mitzvah Purim. Not only Lubavitch. In this Farbranian, the rabbi also emphasized that Mitzvah Purim is not only exclusively for Lubavitch. It is for every person in Kali Yisrael. The mitzvahs of Purim are written in Shulchan Arach, and even earlier in Rishinim, and even earlier than that in the Gemara, and earlier still in the Mishnah, and even before that in Megillus Esther. They are written in a way that it is understood to every person, even a Ben Chamesh Le Don't let anyone try to twist it by saying that it is only for Lubavitch. It is incumbent on every person in Yisrael to be involved in Mifsapurim. Even though some, i.e., Lubavitch, tumult more than others, which would seem to indicate that it is connected to Lubavitch more than to other circles, on the contrary, if only they would tumult with the Mifsayim more than Lubavitch. This itself would stir the Tomot and Lubavitch and make it grow stronger. We are living in a world with the Koha Hamayne Shalraimi, the great noise of Rome, and we need to counter it with the Hamayne of holiness. The same is true regarding Mifsayim in general. Whether Mifsayim Taira or Mifsayim Tvilin, Mifsayim Mezuzah or Mifsayim Tztaka, Mifsayim Neris, Shabbos Kaidesh, and even more so Parim. each one of the Mifsayim is for all of Kali and it is incumbent upon every single person to be involved in them with happiness and a joyful heart. Every person who does so is extremely fortunate and has great merit. In truth, the Rebbe said, these are simple facts, as we have discussed many times and it is printed in several places. But in order to ensure that no one is bothered by this question for even a single moment, we are emphasizing that Mitzvah is connected to every person in Kali Israel. On the night of Purim Tavshin Lamed Rabbi Wolf received a hirah from Askiris. The myths of going to the soldiers to distribute Mishlech should be strengthened and grown as much as possible, without considering the expense, and it should be done with simcha. Ba'ashgach pratis Purim is on Tuesday, which is a day of taiv v'shamayim v'tayv labriyis, good for heaven and good for the creations. So the mitzvah for the soldiers, good for the creations, should be done with even more geshmach and energy. Yet again, we see the Rebbe's unbelievable kach in the mitsayim for the soldiers, prisons and hospitals. On Shabbos Mivarchim Adar Tavshin LaMivav, the Rebbe introduced a new phase of Mifza Parim, to visit Yedin in prisons and hospitals to help them perform mishleach Manas and matanah Yainim. The Rebbe also detailed how to go about it. Mishleach Manas is simple to arrange, because according to law, prisoners are generally permitted to receive food. But Matanas may prove to be a bit trickier, as they cannot receive money from outside the prison. The way to get around this is to bring a pushka, give them coins which will completely belong to them, and then have them put it directly into the pushka. As Akrainim explained, if there is no poor person to whom to give the Matanas levyanim, one can put it in a pushka. This also solves another issue. There are no poor people in prison or in the hospital because their facilities provide their clients with all their needs. Therefore, the only way to fulfill the mitzvah is by putting the money into a pushka. On Rechchedesh Adar, the Rebbe again farbring, adding that now is the time to remind everyone about Mitzvah Purim since it is a weekday, and Chassidim throughout the world are listening to the farbringin via the hookup. Again, the Rebbe spoke about going on Mifzayim to prisons and hospitals, and he went on to stress the unique merit associated in doing Mifzayim to these locations, specifically prisons. Besides for enabling them to fulfill the mitzvahs of Purim, it brings them the joy of Purim when it is most needed. The Rebbe explained at length the importance of going to prisons, at one point addressing an interesting question. This person is sitting in prison, and it is quite possible that he is sitting there for a valid reason. So why the emphasis on helping criminals? The Rebbe answered that there is a fascinating medrash relating to this topic on the pasuk. Hashem seeks the good of the pursued. The Midrash says that even if the pursuer is a tzaddik and the one being pursued is a Rasha, Hashem seeks the good of the pursued, the Rasha, because he is in a trying situation. From this, we see how important it is to assist people who are in arduous circumstances, no matter who they are or what they did to end up there. Surprise Farbringen. A few days later, on Zion Bays. The Rebbe went to the isle as he would most years. No one expected there to be a farbringen, especially since the Rebbe had already conducted a special farbringen when he spoke about Mifzah Purim on Reish Chodesh. At 6.30 p.m., the Rebbe Davin Mincha, following his return from the isle, and immediately thereafter called Rabbi Chadegov into his room. Rabbi Chadegov came out and announced that at 7.30 p.m., there will be a short farbringen. Being that 7.30 was only a few minutes away, and because no one had expected a farbringen. The shul downstairs was not ready at all for a farbringen, so everyone ran downstairs to set up the shul before the Rebbe came in. In those years, when the Rebbe farbringed on weekdays, he often began with a mimer. This time, as the Rebbe entered the farbringin and sat down, even before a niggin was started, the Rebbe began to speak about the reason for this farbringin. This farbringin the Rebbe said, should serve as a reminder to begin all arrangements for Mivsa Purim to be even greater than years before being that this year is a leap year. The Rebbe went on to say that the Nekudah ha'pnimis, the inner meaning of all the Mebsayim of Purim, is that they should lead to Ayra zu Taira, to learn Taira, that when speaking to a Yid about Mishleach Manas and Matanus Lev yainim, one should ensure that it brings to learning Taira, and Chinuch, according to Taira. In the third Secha, after the Mimer, the Rebbe said that in some places they had sent out minuscule Mishleach Manas, so small that it was doubtful whether they were worth more than a puttah or constituted the necessary shear. The Rebbe went on to speak about the halachis of Mishleach Manas, and asked that the Mishleach Manases that were too small should be corrected in the days before Purim. Then the Rebbe concluded, Hashem should grant success to the Mitzvah Purim of Mishleach Manas and Matanas Lavyanim, and especially in the Mitzvah Purim with those who guard and defend Eretz Yisrael the land which Hashem's eyes are on it from the beginning of the year until the end of the year. They defend, literally with their physical bodies, the many Jewish men, women, and children who live there. Mivzah Purim should be arranged for them, be Yasser seis so of yesser eyes, and with hatzlacha mufaga. Because the rabbi had spoken so passionately that year about prisons, hundreds of chassidim spread out to visit prisons across America to bring them Mivzah Purim. During the Purim for bringing that year, the Rebbe spoke again about Mifzah Purim in prisons and gave an intriguing explanation about the role of prison in Taira and in society in general. Through the Winter The Mifzah became larger and larger as the years went on, and the Rebbe showed much attention to Mifzah Purim and all those who participated in it. Each year, the Rebbe sent large sums of money to the administration of Tzach and Eretz through the Mosqueros in order to help cover the expenses of Mifzah Purim. An example of his great concern for the Mifzah is in Tafshin Mem Gimel, when the Rebbe instructed Tzach that they begin with the planning of Mifzah Purim as early as mid-Cheshvin. Today, hundreds and thousands of Yidden are reached and influenced to observe the Mitzvahs of Purim, bringing light into their lives, the light of Tyra and the joy of this most joyous Yom Tif. As the Megillah attests regarding the outcome of the miracle of Purim, And might we add, a Gift from the Rebbe Rabbi Kurtzweil relates. One year, the Rebbe delivered an instruction to Rabbi Yisrael Libav that all Bachrim and yon participating in Mifzah Parim are to take one of the Mishlech Manas packets for themselves and consider it personal Mishlech Manas from the Rebbe. Imagine what a chassid would do to receive a dollar, a kuntras, a piece of lekach, or anything from the Rebbe. Here we have the chance to receive Meshleach from the Rebbe himself. Who could resist but go out on Mitzayim this perm with the greatest sturm? The Rebbe Shlichus. In an interview with the Chzidish Rabbi Yasef Yitzchikarevich, Mashpiya and Migdal Aimec related, I merited to be one of the shlichim sent by the Rebbe to Eretz Yisrael in Tavshin Lamedvav. The Rebbe sent a group of Bachrim and Yung to Yerushalayim and a group to Tzvass. We left to New York for Eretz Yisrael, on I was a Bakr at the time, and my Shluchlus was in Jerusalem. A few weeks earlier, at the farbringen of Shabbos Parshash Migates, when speaking about the Shluchim who would be leaving soon to Eretz Yisrael, the Rebbe said, Those Shluchim who are traveling to Eretz Yisrael, I accept upon myself the responsibility for their trip. Alive Al Tzavari, literally upon me on my neck. When Purim arrived, Tzach coordinated a massive Mitzah Purim for the soldiers with Chassidim branching out to army bases all over Israel, I was directed to an army base near Shechem. Together with several other Lubavitchers, a driver from the IDF, and another soldier, we entered an army truck and traveled the twisted, curvy roads on the way to our destination. Suddenly we came to a shrieking halt. After a moment of deadly silence, a cacophony of ominous voices was heard outside the truck. The smell of fire filled the air and black smoke began seeping in. We were sitting in the back and were oblivious as to what was going on outside. A roadblock was barring the way and crowds of Arab youth holding stones were standing nearby. We have no choice. We have to turn around, the driver said, his face white as chalk. I turned to the driver and said, we are not going back. We must continue on. The driver looked at me as if I fell off the moon. We are turning around, he repeated. I am responsible for your safety but I didn't give in. If you turn around, I'm getting off right here. The soldier couldn't understand. Why would I want to go on in the face of obvious danger? Why not just return another day? I am a shliach of the rabbi, I said, and the rebbe said that the responsibility for the sukhim is on his shoulders. We have no reason to be afraid. Do you really believe so strongly in your rebbe? The driver asked me. Yes, I replied. We have nothing to be afraid of. Hearing my strong reply, he finally gave in. The driver backed up the truck and went full speed ahead straight into the burning roadblock, with the truck almost flipping over. We then went directly through the crowd of Arabs as they threw heavy stones on the truck. The soldier fired a warning shot in the air, but the Arabs didn't disperse. The rocks kept coming from all sides. Finally, we got out to the open. The danger had passed. When we arrived at the army base, the commander had already heard the harrowing story and the courage we had displayed, and so he hurried to gather all the soldiers on base. In the broken Ivrit I had at the time, I repeated the story, and the soldiers were moved by the powerful faith we had displayed, many of them rolling up their sleeves to put on tefillin. That night, when we returned to Yerushalayim, I immediately called Rabbi Binyamin Klein and told him all of the details of the story, which he passed on to the Rebbe. At 4.30 a.m. Israel time, the Rebbe's Purim Farbringen began. The Rebbe spoke two Sichais, followed by Nagunim, and then in the third sikhah the Rebbe said, I would like to share something which just took place just a short while ago. A message arrived from Eretz Israel about an episode which brings out that when a Jew stands strong for Yiddishkeit and doesn't think twice about it, rather he does what he has to do, he is successful without getting hurt and without hurting others. The Rebbe then went on to relate the story at length. The minna Gisrael is that when the chance arises to bring good tidings and encouragement to another Jew who can use it, especially those whose job it is to guard Eretz Israel, they seize the opportunity immediately. There was a request to bring Meshleach Manas and lift the spirits of those Jews who are privileged to guard Eretz Israel. I received a message that a group of shulchem travel to the soldiers that are stationed in Shechem. Seeing that recently it has been very tumultuous in Shechem, the shulchem were accompanied by a driver and one or two soldiers. When they were a short distance away from Shechem, they encountered a roadblock that the Arabs had built to stop Jews and soldiers from entering Shechem and its surroundings. They soon realized that it was not only a block of stone, stick, and earth, but many Arabs stood there as well. The driver did not want to take the risk and responsibility for the shluchim who were bringing the shalach Manas, especially since their shluchas could be done another time. The shluchim, however, told them simply, that since they were given a shlichus to bring encouragement to other Jews and to enliven them with the joy of Purim, they should ignore the barrier of stones, stick, and earth, and even if there are other people there. Since they were going to do a good thing, nothing bad would happen. They convinced the driver and the soldiers to go on further and not to be afraid. The driver went further and broke through the roadblock, and the Arabs tried throwing stones, and the soldier had to fire a few shots in the air to scare them off. When they arrived at the army base they had a very lively perm gathering and then they returned to Jerusalem unharmed and in good spirits Now in Jerusalem the Purim celebration is starting since Jerusalem Purim is celebrated on the 15th of Adar The Rebbe concluded with an important lesson that one need not be intimidated by the gaim around him and stand up proud with his Yiddishkeit This story sends us a very powerful message When we go on Mitzayim and fulfill the Rebbe's directive to help another Yid, in whatever mitzvah it may be, we are the Rebbe's shulchem. We must go with courage and not allow ourselves to be disturbed by barriers that can often stand in our way. The Rebbe is protecting us and making sure that we fulfill the shulches properly. And when we persevere, we merit to bring the Rebbe great Nachas Ruach, as evident in the above story. May we merit to great success in doing the Rebbe's Mitzayim, thereby becoming vessels to true Nachas Ruach, and may we be zeicha to spend perm with the Rebbe b'gashmis and hear the Rebbe's perm for bringing in this year.